Hello, and welcome to a pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be playing the overlord, Alistair Upperton. Hello, my name is Julia, and my pronouns are she, her. I will be playing Eve Sturgeon, the ogre class. Hello, my name is Sean, pronouns are he, him. I'm going to be playing Plank, the mascot. My name is Jane, my pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing Kit Bootstrap, the, or- the orc. Hi there, my name is Jonathan, my pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing the Outlander, Johann Falk. And this is Fellowship, Fall of the House of Upperton. On this episode, the Fellowship faces their first major milestone, a long journey. We learn about orc sizes, lean-tos, Johann's past, and how to hide trains until finally coming upon a site. This is episode 4, Journey Up the Silver Mountain. Fellowship. Uh, you guys recently escaped from the clutches of the spider tank of Alistair Upperton, uh, Upperton Corporation, uh, copyright pending, uh, trademark, TMTM, do not steal. Original spider tank, do not steal. Original spider tank, do not steal. <laughs> Definitely was not the unstoppable Kraken boss fight. Definitely was not. Totally legally distinct. Legally distinct, unstoppable Kraken. You all are now inside of the mountain. Where that earlier, uh, Plink had discovered that there was magic in them, their mountains. It is about time for us to introduce the next part of the mechanics of this game, which is the long journey. The long journey is that amazing sweeping vista of New Zealand, or in this case, the inside of a mountain or the desert, where that we go from one area to the other. And some fun scenes happen in between it. You all, I believe that I said that there is something up at the top of the mountain that uh, would be of interest to you guys. Because one, it's magic, and two, there's something up there. Plot! There's definitely plot up there. So, you all's long journey is going to be you all going up the mountain. Currently, you all have a train that is parked inside the tunnel? No, I think we're, we're chugging along merrily. Okay. So, the way that this works is that we go around the table and kind of set the scene, set a scene that we want to know how the people deal, deal with it. It doesn't have to be intense, or it could be. It kind of depends on everyone. And this also works for you guys. At some point, whoever can point at me and say, Hey, what is Alistair Upperton doing in... X situation, and I give you all a description of what that he's doing. It's kind of like the the camera pans around and goes, and this is what... Meanwhile... Meanwhile, the villain is doing this. So, I would like to start off with... I would like to start off with Kit. Okay. Because I have an idea. Oh, I wanted to start off giving you a scene. Oh, okay. Because I had a horrible idea for something Kit could do. That would help out the team. So, I want to know, at the start of this long journey, because this is technically the bootstrap train. It is, in fact, the bootstrap train, yes. Yeah, bootstrap train. How is Kit going to park the train, hide the train, 
What, what, how does, how, I, are you guys going to try and come back for the train? That's what I want to know. I want to know, are you all coming back for the train, and how does Kit deal with this? Time out. Aren't we taking the train up the mountain? There are not tracks up the mountain. Okay. Oh. I want this train. That makes it, it makes it admittedly a little hard. This is not Space Mountain where the that's right. what I was expecting. Like, we were just going to be, like, going up the mountain, like, chicka folk music playing in the background. Fellowship going up the mountain on a train. Chicka 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 Space Mountain train. Okay, so. That's not the case, is it? Yeah, it's not Okay, the case. I think Kit would definitely want to keep the train. Because trains are dope. Okay. Um, we don't want to hide it in this dark tunnel. Because then we'll just get hit. I almost said plowed, but I knew that. Was <laughs> Julian, that face plowed by another train. I mean, that's a good way to get more train. It is. Well, it is a good way to get more train. We'll just orc it together. Yeah. Uh oh. So what I'm hearing is that Kit takes a bucket of paint. Picks up the train tracks and moves them six feet to the left and paints a tunnel on the wall <laughs> so that we can get more train. Anyway. Do we need the last car? Because if it just hits the last car, then we can just... How do we hide the train, Kit? <laughs> get more train? Plowed. <laughs> Plowed the tunnel. It, it's up to you guys. Well, technically this is Kit's scene because it's Kit's train. And I wanted to know how the kit wants to hide the train. You guys are obviously welcome to give ideas. I think Kit is going to consult the the engineer. She was very smart in the ways of trains. And Kit is not smart in the ways of trains. Frida, how we hide train? Make train, hide train. So we can come back to train, we gotta leave train, and then we gotta like yeah. how do we hide train? We're a train person. Frida kind of... Man of the train. Frida kind of thinks about it. Well, there should be uh, an offshoot track a little bit further up that kind of is like, not pit stop, but like a place to kind of set the train off in case it needs repairs, like right outside the tunnel. Would you say there's a train yard? Which is where you would put trains when they're not going to be traveling? Uh, I definitely would not consider this a train yard. That would imply that there are multiple trains there. Oh, yes. And if there's multiple trains there, it's not going to be super... Uh, Safe. It's going to be very hard to hide a tr- hide this train in a train. Oh, it's, it's the track that you pull off of when another train's coming through. You've got to let them pass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Does that work for you, kid? Yeah. Now, did, did you say you wanted to hide it? Yeah. Uh, From robots. Ugh. Um, well, there's a lot of sand around. We could always bury it. There's spiders in the sand. Sand spiders. Oh. I want no more sand spiders. If there's one giant sand spider, there could be other giant sand spiders. And I don't want sand spiders but to eat the bootstrap train. This kid generally has good ideas, so I'm going to listen to them on this one. What if yeah. We, what if we just put, like... I don't know, like tarp over it. Oh, why don't we just put an out of order sign on it? That way, if anybody comes up to use it, they'll see that it's out of order and carry on. No, it'll scrap it. Scrap it. 
Will they? I'd scrap it. Why don't we just set that that mean old car up to watch it? That car does hate. We'll leave Ethel in charge. Ethel, can you operate gun car? I don't know how to operate no gun car. Hey, Ethel, I could really, we could really use some wise advice on this one. Gonna have Ethel use her wise advice to help you out. Okay, um, if you all leave uh, Frida here, she can kind of take over as, like, in case someone comes up, she can be like, oh yeah, needs repairs, waiting on, waiting on a, waiting on a guy, because she used to be uh, an Upperton Corp employee, so she can kind of lie to the man. She can. She she can kind of bullshit her way through. Thank you, Ethel. No, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna leave Ethel with the train because I'm not gonna make a 90 year old woman walk up a mountain. Or you could. <laughs> or I'll just carry her, rocking chair and all. Whatever you want to do. All right, Ethel, strapping you in, pulling up the mountain. All right. So we have figured out how to hide the bootstrap train. If you would like, uh, Jane, if you would like to pick out uh, someone else you'd like to have seen as it, the long journey commences. So do I just pick someone and sort of set a scene? Yeah, yeah, you pick someone else at the table and set a scene. Same way that you do. Sean. Because I feel like Plank would be the most distressed by this. <laughs> Plank finds Kit tearing up all the seats and making orc-sized lean-tos for everyone to sleep in. Does Plank try to stop this act of wanton destruction? Um, Kit? Yeah. What, uh, what, what are you doing? Making lean-tos, making beds for sleeping. Benches are, the, the chairs and the benches, uh-huh. they're uncomfortable. So, sleep on the floor when the lean-to is more comfortable. Yeah. Right. Um, do you need help or can tiny armadillo hands tear, rip a tear, rip, rip, rip the wood apart? Are you full of fury? Magic fury. Oh no, decidedly not. I mean, yes. What is the right? I'm sorry. What is a lean to? <laughs> Kit's going to gesture to a lean-to that is kit-sized. It's it's a bunk. You got the main stick in the middle that's the lean, and then you lean other sticks on it, and you make a little house. Okay, and... And you make tiny ones for little orcs and big ones for big orcs, and and I guess I'll just make a big orc-sized one for Eve because she's big orc-sized. But you're a little orc size, so I was going to make a little orc one for you. I don't know what size to make for Johan, because Johan's in in-between. I don't know, because he's not big, but he's not little. Right, and these are for... Oh, okay. Um, so... Oh, you stopped. Alright, uh, so these are... <laughs> these... <laughs> These are for sleeping in? Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, but we're still in the train. Yeah. Train floor. I guess I don't understand. If these are supposed to provide 
shelter from the elements, you are already in of doors. Yeah. Maybe kids taking these apart to make wing twos for on the way up the mountain. No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Okay. No. So so let me make sure I'm getting this correctly. Kit is making like survivalist tents out of the benches inside the train cars to protect us from the elements inside the train car. No, so people have a comfortable place to sleep, because benches aren't comfortable, but lean-tos are comfortable. This is all you, Sean. Alright. You get this one. Mm. Alright, um, I, th- I think I'm following the train of thought. Oh, uh-huh. that's funny. Because it's Pines! Yeah! Yes, I'm very... Yes! Wow, you are really... Alright. I hope we don't need those again. Um, Kit, you you, you are a, a, a law enforcement officer? Sheriff. Sheriff. That's a, that's a protector, right? A, yeah! You protect people that can't defend themselves, right? Yeah. And you, and Eve, and Johan, and Johan's bird, Gilbert? No, what's his name? Gert! It's not Gilbert. That was that other bird that one time I made friends with. But that was a different bird. So, they don't know how to make lean-tos, so I gotta make lean-tos so they can sleep. Because you sleep in a lean-to. Yeah. So much I still don't understand about the physical world. Alright, um... Oh, let me think. Johan is... Can you make a big lean-to, but small? That way it would be in between. Yes? So, really long, but short? That's gonna squish him. I mean, if he's lying down, it should be fine. A coffin. You just described a coffin. <laughs> I need Kit to start building this and for Johan to walk in on Kit making a coffin and saying, Hey, look, Johan, I've made you a place to sleep. Okay, get in. <laughs> Kit's going to turn around from Plank. Johan! What, Kit? Can you squish? I prefer not to. Are you big, small, or in between? By what standard? Orc! I have no idea. <laughs> I'm making you a big lean too. You have extra room to sleep. In case you toss and turn, or you throw your hip out because you're old. That's nice. Thank you, Kat. You're welcome, Johan! So, we have learned about the lean <laughs> Tron, if you'd like to set a uh, scene for uh, someone else around the table that is not uh, Jake. And obviously not yourself. Um, myself. Uh, I'll go with the next best option to myself. What's up, Overlord? Okay, what question do you want to know about Alistair Upperton? Or what, I guess, scene do you want to know what happens with? After his, uh, little steam-based projection taunt, um, I'm curious what the rest of that scene looked like from his perspective. We 
swing over from the train that is being hidden and turned into a bunch of lean-tos across the continent towards the Upperton Corp headquarters. Patented, trademarked, everything, all the bureaucracy has been put in as that the Upperton magic-powered Zeppelin hangs over New Vespia's capital of New Vespia. Opening up a door and coming out of what looked like almost like a sauna. Um, like all the steams like coming out of it and everything. <sighs> Alright then. Make sure that we put it down on the note somewhere that steam-based projection does not do well with lungs. Everyone got that? And there's a couple like robots with, with like notepads that are just kind of like steam-based projection. No go. Excellent. Glad to know that we're all on the same page. We're going to have to find some kind of other base projection. Maybe water? Or helium? Put down helium. That could be fun. And he goes towards his presidential CEO chair. And it's like this big plush chair that he sits in. And he kind of turns, and as he turns, there's a knock on his door. As uh, two people come in, one of them is a young, uh, young, small, uh, short lady uh, who has a very fancy-looking uh, saber at her side, and the other is kind of this meek guy with a golden rifle on his back. Like, he's kind of, like, skinny and meek and, like, is hiding and, like, is, like, beanpole tall, but is trying his best to hide behind the short lady. He called boss? Yes, uh, get in contact with, uh, General Solana. We need to move the... move the plans up a little bit more. And as it, he mentions the name, um, there is a sudden darkening of the of the light in the area as a dark moat of magic drifts down through the uh, uh, through the through the ceiling lands on a small little rat that is kind of like kind of like does a couple like squeaks and is like freaking out for a moment and then like stands up and goes over to the lady with the saber and kind of just kind of like puts its little rat hands on its little rat hips. And instead of making little rat noises, yes, hello, overlord, I just got back. It's so nice of you to summon me from the ethereal plane. Ah, Solana, it seems that we found one of the last moats. Would you be a deer and take care of that for me? Yes, of course. And the little rat, the little moat rat, bows. Come on now, children, it's time to go. And the two people who uh, Alistair called in give a nod to the rat and are fall and are very obviously and clearly following her orders. Oh no. Uh-oh. Yeah. 
Okay. So, uh, just to let you know, the one of the Overlord's generals is the anti-mascot. <laughs> Neat. Uh, so, um, I've already gone and given someone a, a thing. So, would either one of you like to pitch an idea? I would like to go last. Okay. Oh, wait, would you like to go last? Does it have your scene be last or pitch last? Pitch last. Okay. So, have we left the train yet? Or are we traveling up the mountain? You guys should be traveling up the mountain. That is the point of the long journey. Okay. Oh, that's my bad. I thought we were still on the train. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you're fine. Yeah, by the time the camera, like, flies back across the country, we're, you yeah, know, yeah, you up, guys are heading getting up the mountain. It's travel time. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> These little scenes are also important. Even if it's just... So can I pitch it to anybody seats. in the group? It's um, the Overlord. Overlord's already gone. Kit's already gone. Plank's already gone. So you're pitching so, to Johan. Johan, I have a question. Oh my God. Uh, what is the scene you're pitching? Well, we're traveling up the mountain. Kit brought a shelter. I assume I'm carrying it. Oh, that's why I said sorry for the confusion. Kit was building them on the train. Got it. Literally turning a passenger car, just taking the benches apart, and building them in the in the train. Building a shanty town so inside the car. We've yes. gone up the mountain a few like we've been going over a few days, but rations are starting to look low. Okay. We don't know how far out this town is. Oh, if you real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt. Because I wanted to remind you guys about the food mechanic. If you guys are allowed to use that at any time between scenes. Please continue. I'm sorry. That just wrecked my whole plan. Did it? Yes. You're good. Give me two seconds. So, we've made camp for the night. Alright? And I believe that basically what's been agreed is that Johan and Eve are going to take, like, they're going to split first watch, and one of us is going to take, and then we'll probably have Kit and Johan take a watch, and then that way someone's there to supervise. <laughs> Eve's dumb. She's not that dumb. Um, so everyone's gone to bed, and Eve basically asks Johan, how do you know the Overlord? Johan is going to get a distant stare, and um, he's been... Spending the last couple of days attempting to correct the hole punched in his mustache uh, to mixed results. He's currently uh, messing with a small container of Alistair Upperton's premium mustache wax (laughs) in an attempt to reshape his shattered mustache into something more presentable. He will stop fidgeting for a moment and uh, stare into the fire. My people have a strong martial tradition that goes back hundreds of years. We have been isolated from the world for a long time, and our martial tradition was very focused on on melee combat, on skill with a blade. Mm-hmm. Well, I am part of a group among my people known as the Phoenix Company, and we are the primary mercenaries among the kingdom that I am from. We serve many lords, whoever has the most coin, with our abilities, and do our best to make sure that things are fair. Nobody has too much power over anyone else. 
we march out onto the battlefield one day in order to meet uh, one of our less liked opponents. And Alastair Upperton was standing there among them. And he had these strange devices, these mechanical soldiers among his ranks. And the battle was a massacre. We had no way of fighting these horrible mechanical men as they fired their guns and sliced us apart with blades. Uh, we were horribly destroyed. And this lord was able to seize power. He has been running rampant through the country, uh, backed by Alastair Upperton. He has been hunting various sites of old power among my kingdom. That was the first time I saw Alastair Upperton. I thought, you know, you just beat him in a game of cards or something, but that sounds a lot more heavy. Did you want a beard? I think I've got a spell around here somewhere. She just kind of like roots through her like slime pouch and just pulls out like a natty light. Just like, hey, yeah, it's still cold. Johan uh, <laughs> will thank Eve, this being normal practice. Uh, crack open the beer, take a sip, and spit it into the fire. Um, oh no, it's not good. You don't drink it for flavor, honey. Johan will sigh and say, I'm sorry, it's, it's not a natty light, it's an uppy light. Johan <laughs> <laughs> uh, will sigh and fair enough. And uh, begin sipping at this uh, horrible beverage. At this, at this absolute just swill. Yes. It's mo- it's not as bad as a Schlitz. If you've ever seen Christmas Vacation, that's the beer that uh, cousin Eddie's drinking, Oof. and it is notoriously like the worst beer. It's just called Schlitz. It's the worst. You good for that scene? Yeah. Okay. I figure we share a beer and then take turns with watch and. Like hit do watch with supervision. Jonathan uh, or Johan, what? The only person left is Eve. What? Uh, what? What scene do you want to pitch to Eve to know how they, they react? So um, I can take some creative liberties here. Yes. Yes. Okay. The party is on the last day of their long journey. They are coming over the this ridge um, as. You know, they're at the top of this very long climb. Everyone is panting and out of breath. But Eve, uh, ever the athlete, uh, has pulled ahead of the rest of the group. <laughs> Legs like tree chunks. As Eve comes over the top of this ridge, the valley below comes into view. Well, partially. Thick black smog has filled the valley below. Massive coal-powered machines are ripping away chunks of the mountainside. And nestled among all of this industry and destruction is a small mining town. How does he react? Well, we came here to make friends, y'all. I'm basically going to call the group forward. I'm going to stop and wait for them and be like, Well, looks like that bitch-ass beat us here. So I guess... Y'all ready to go make some friends? I'm in. Yeah. Eve's gonna walk over to, like, one of the trees nearby. Just kind of look at it. It's a big old redwood. You'll do. (laughs) 
sling it over her shoulder, branches and all. Well now, I'm in the mood for some friendship making. Let's go, y'all. She's gonna trundle on down there with a tree over her shoulder with the explicit purpose to go make friends with the townsfolk and then stage an uprising. Does this work alright for you, Brenda? Not what I was expecting to be there. Okay. I was actually going to have something a little bit more wholesome, but if this is how you guys want to play it, I'm down. Okay. I like that reveal. That, that sits very well in my head. Okay. Since we've done the long journey, how does the using food work? So you can just so using food is you would mark off a piece of food. I have no more my strange jerky. Alright, so if we all use food, we can share So if you all take a moment to uh, share a meal, like everyone uses a food, or there is enough there basically so long as four things of food are used, you all share a meal. My food is considered giant. I need to look up what that tag does. But yes, if we share a meal, then... It's like movie theater sodas. Because I think that the giant tag might let you eat a lot more. Like you can feed more. The reason I say that is that I was hoping that I could use that tree trunk to replace my giant club. That is... You have to recover the gear. Okay. That's right. I, I, I keep messing up healing and recovery. Because they should be the same thing in my mind. But they're not because uh, recovery is... Like, recovery is a full heal of everything. That makes a lot more sense. I'm sorry. My brain just won't let that one go. I don't know why. You're gonna explain it to me like eight more times and I'm sorry. You're fine. It's that... Yeah, but it works like this. No. No, it doesn't. We've been over this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not dense on purpose. I'm just scatterbrained and my brain falls out of my skull when I PC. Uh, I didn't hear that. Oh, I said Eve's not dense. She's viscous. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. No, she's just... Because unfortunately the giant... Strong like uh, strong like dragon, okay, smart like wagon. Oh, I love it. Don't worry about it. I'm not well, I think, I think that it actually is useful for you if that... Uh, it's probably because I need to eat more food than other people. So I can tell you exactly what it is in just a moment. Like, mine specifically says that, like, the orcish moonshine only counts as food for orcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, trains. <laughs> and trains. Oh, yeah, it did feed a train. You made a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> train go fast. about that? Oh, it was like a, like an actual cocktail. I get it. Hey. I'm only, like, I'm only, like, a session behind with the jokes. <laughs> Giant items are huge, way bigger than others in their kind. They can only be wielded by larger, stronger folk, like ogres or orcs or dragons. And when trying to carry a giant item without proper strength, simply cannot do so. Uh, giant items can be used on multiple people at once. Up to three people, to be specific. Giant weapons can attack three enemies at once. Oh. Giant food can feed up to three people. Each use of giant healing can heal up to three people. Each oh. use of giant armor can protect up to three people. Bust open some big Debbie smack cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel made them. Yay! Okay, so basically, so how many things of giant food do you have? You have two. So basically, what you could do is Eve could put in 
one of her things of giant food for the group, and then someone else puts in regular sized food, and then you all can eat together and everyone can get... They can heal back one stat. You can heal back one stat, and then you can also choose one person or companion to heal an extra stat. So you guys can basically get, like, five healing going. And, like, if you're not... Are you actually hurt at all? No, I've just been losing gear. So if you're not hurt, then what you can do is you can go, yeah, we fill our belly together, but you can go, like, you can, like, point at, like, Jane and be like, you take three, and then the other take two take take one. Because, Jonathan, you're injured, and you use both things on your bird. Yes. So you need three. Okay. Done. Are you injured? Uh, yes. Can I, can I, can, like... Give them a real quick roll play once they figure out where it's going. I just want to know where that everything's going for bookkeeping. Um, I'm gonna heal one on my companion. I'm gonna heal myself, and because we have one, two, three, four. I'm not worried about Ethel right now. You guys have five healing to go around. Okay. So because you're filling your belly as group, you're putting enough food towards it. I would like to take two of them: one for me, one for my bird. You need one. Yeah. So I'm that's a, three. I'm you need one. one. And then I'll take one to heal uh, Ethel's sage advice. So what well, I... Did you did Dynamite take a bunch, though? Yeah, so that was the one I needed. That's the one you take. Okay. Yeah, because I, I don't actually have any damage on me right now. So, um, before we go down into the town, we just because the sun's setting, we decide to camp out and go in in the morning. Because it's just going to be a lot easier we can get in through the day. So we make camp, and uh, Eve sits down Ethel... In her rocking chair and all, which has just been strapped to this slogger's back. And Ethel gets up, rifles through her, the pack that Eve keeps on her back, and starts making a massive cauldron of, of curry and rice for everyone. And everyone that contributes food, it's a different vegetable. And then you all just sit around and you just, just like enjoy this very warm curry and, uh, by firelight. While waiting for the morning that you know is going to bring a lot of stress, trouble, and pain, but we're going to do it together. Heck and yeah. once we're done eating, Ethel just sits there and starts knitting blankets for all of us. Yay! Yay! I'm glad I picked a grandma. Yay! We always have a home cooked meal. I like that it's specifically a cauldron. Yes. Yes. Why would I carry anything else? You guys are coming coming in at uh, sunrise, then I take it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. When we're less likely to deal with drunken inhabitants. Not completely unlikely. Less likely. So you guys go down into the valley. That is, uh, I guess it would be a caldera. It's more like it because it's like hang on. A- the caldera is the center of a volcano that has exploded. This was a mountain, not a mountain range. Oh, no, you're right. It was a mountain range. I'm bad. I'm bad at remembering my own setting. No, a caldera is a specific term for a volcano I know. that exploded. Mm-hmm. And is that what we're going into? No. Okay, then it's you, not a caldera. Then okay. it's, a, it's a valley. Even if it's inside of a mountaintop? It's a specific term for a volcano. Okay, well, the only thing that I knew about it that I knew that kind of fit that look is a caldera. It looks like a caldera, but it's actually a valley. And I know this because I've been inside one. You guys go into, kind of through the protective layer of smog, 
down into this uh, very, very Victorian, like, Victorian London, like, just coals going everywhere. My they're, slime they're, burning, just... they're burning some mummies to get the trains going. <laughs> My slime just immediately goes into a bustle skirt. Okay. It just it doesn't change material or anything. It just kind of like changes shape ish to look like a bustle skirt. <laughs> As you guys come in uh, to the area where you can see one of those like gigantic like drills like on like a like, like with like a huge uh, like almost like an oil rig thing. That just has like the drill that's just like constantly turning and going down. As you guys come up to the gate, there's a couple of uh, just, they look like board security guards. They're just kind of chatting away, uh, sharing share a cigarette, and just kind of like, just kind of like, look at you all and just kind of go, hey there, how y'all doing? Morning. Morning. Well, how they? Huh. Alright then. Uh, so. What brings you all to uh, what brings you all to the silver mine this uh, this fine morning? We were just passing through, looking to uh, rest up and resupply before continuing on our way. Okay, yeah. Uh, they kind of they kind of look to each other. You got uh, you got you got the you got them passports. Give me just a second. I want to see if I have something creative here. I have nothing for this. But continuing our conversation on giant, I have a healing herb that has the giant tag. That's awesome. I need to recover to get it back. So, I have, as part of the air playbook that I have tapped into, um, the special skill, Royal Treatment. Right. So, if I can uh, meet the ruler of this place, uh, me and my friends will all be given a bed for the night and food to eat. So, would this be an appropriate situation to try to use that? Yeah, I think that uh, that, that would be an this would be an appropriate situation to try that out. Okay, let's see how this works. Yes, I am. Uh, I don't have a passport, but I am Johann Falk from Phoenix Company. Um, I am here working for Alistair Opperton, and we're traveling through the country looking for a place to go. My friends are part of my escort. If you could perhaps. Call the mind boss down here so that I may talk to him briefly. Uh, I think I can clear this matter right up. I just want the visual, okay? Johan in his colorful ass medieval garb, a tortilla and a poncho with hands and a cowboy hat and boots, a woman made entirely out of slime with a grandma and a rocking chair strapped to her back, and an armadillo. Just an armadillo. Yes, this is my escort. Huh? You wanna? You wanna talk to Steve? Yes, I believe Steve would be the person to talk to here. Huh? Okay, yeah, let me go get Steve. He just kind of like uh, one of the guards kind of like scurries away, and the other guy just kind of goes. I get the last drag on the cigarette. And just like, just like it is very clear that this may be some kind of like th- thing that he's very excited about. You just kind of, you guys kind of wait there for a little bit. Uh, are you all able to keep Kit stable for long enough while that this man goes off to find the mind boss? So, 
In order to keep this man from examining us too closely, I would like to burn one of my uses of food to have a pouch of pipe tobacco on me. And I want to pull out some pipe tobacco and a pipe and share a pipe with this gentleman so that he's not paying too close attention to these chuckle box. I have an idea for what to do with Kit to keep them is busy. Is that something that's on the... It is not. Uh, this okay. is just a creative use of my stuff. You can say no. Um, I'm going to go with no, but only because I know that certain things have, like, a thing of, like, halfling pipe weed or something like that on, on, their, on their thing as... And I believe that, like, it counts as, like, something precious or, like, something like that. That's fair. Um, I will totally let you, like, share uh, use a use of food and, like, share it with him to keep him busy. Like, hey, I got a snack. You want a snack? Sure. I will produce some of my simple rations, and I will say, hey, you must be hungry. You've been out on your shift. How long have you been out here? Uh, I've been out here since, uh, uh, about 12 hours now since that, uh, since that big tree up at the top of the mountain fell down. We can't, we don't know why. Ah, uh, yes. I've, uh, I've you done... Have the, you have the red blue with you, don't you? It's right over my shoulder. It kind of mentions that, and then looks over and goes, wait, wait a minute. Look, I've been on a lot of guard duty shifts in my day. They're long and tedious and boring. Right, right. But I, I have a question, because your friend here has a giant tree slung over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Is she the new loggers that we hired? I'm all of your loggers that you hired, yes. Oh, thank God. We have been... Since, since the other guys quit and went off to be train conductors or whatever, something fancy back in back in New Vespia, uh, we've been out we've been out some lumberjacks. So uh, you're, you'll be welcome to come in. F- well, fine. That sounds, that sounds nice. I mean, I just needed to get a new axe, and this looked like to be about the right size for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that we can... Uh, fit- it- that would be lovely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's your name? Irving. Irving. And she kind of like squishes down so that she's all just, so that like the bottom of her squishes out, but now she's shorter than him. That's a nice name. Where are you from, Irving? Here. Oh, where's here? What is, what can you tell me about this time? You were born here. This sounds like an actual role that you're doing. So, this would be a, uh, I believe, a speak softly. So that would be what? Grace? That would be, speak softly is wisdom. Oh, okay. When you have a quiet chat. Okay, so I roll two dice and then add my modifier, right? Yep. Five. Okay, uh, you can ask one question of him. One question? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, goodness, Irving. Why? What are you? I know I'm here to do some mulligan, but they didn't tell me exactly what it was y'all were mining for in here. Do you know? Well, yeah, of course I know. Uh, everybody knows what uh, what you can find here. It's uh, this uh, this silver that's super good for uh, conducting uh, that stuff that powers that powers the city back in uh, powers the capital back oh. in New Westminster. Oh, that's a little over my head. Over my head too, but I know that the people need it, so that's what we're doing here. Right then. I'm gonna crack open one of my rations and start sort of, you know, sharing it with this guy, just sort of casually mm-hmm. talking. Passing it up, be late. Uh, yeah, making making some small talk here, and um, while that's going on, uh, I want to be kind of looking around at some of the machines and stuff. I don't understand any of it, but I do know about magic. 
a little bit, mm-hmm. because we've sort of established that Alistair Everton hasn't purged all the magic from the homeland of Phoenix Guard. I'm trying to figure out how to ask this. Basically, um, it sounds like you're going to be using a look closely. Yes, I want to um, use a look closely to see if this is, if silver's the only thing they're mining here. So, you know what would be a really, probably a good thing to do? Hmm. Is while that Eve and, while that Eve is keeping this guy busy, is to <laughs> help, is to have Plink help you out by looking uh, around for this, because Plink is a thing of magic, so Plink could probably also help point things out about this. I was also, Which would also then give you hope, since both of you are uh, I was also working going to together. Offer, there's still branches all over this tree that Eve doesn't need for her club that Kit could absolutely start using their horrible little hands to scrap into wooden splinters. Into little work weapons for later? Little tiny orc weapons. So, yeah, you know, I think that's how um, Kit is going to busy themselves while... So, as to not um, fuck up this conversation, because mm-hmm. Johan and Eve, as best to Kit's understanding, are ladies. And this is a ladylike conversation, and Kit ain't no lady. <laughs> Kit's a sheriff, <laughs> not a lady. So Kit is going to scurry up Eve and up the tree. The two genders. <laughs> Sheriff and lady. So, like, how, do, how does Kit define a lady? Because I don't know if we've gone over this on... on um, um, Kit understands a lady as someone who is fancy. Okay. So, yes. Someone who's not orcish. Okay. Because orcs, orcs aren't ladies. They don't do that. But that's okay. That's that's fine. Orcs is all orcs. Yeah, orcs is orcs. Orcs is either big or orcs is either small. That's the two orc genders. Okay. So a lady, Johan is a lady because Johan is fancy. Okay. Eve is a lady because Eve is fancy. Plink is an armadillo. That's another gender. <laughs> Kit doesn't really have a good understanding of non-orc gender, and they're just kind of winging it and hoping that no one notices. <laughs> this is brilliant, and I love you. Speaking of Plink being an armadillo, I am going to, while I'm talking to our friend Irving, uh, bend over and pick up uh, the pet that's been following us around and feed him a little bit of the like dry cracker from my my ration. And uh, while Irving and Eve are talking, I am going to whisper to Plink, do you see anything? I'll be in the right spot. Plink is going to kind of check and see, like, how closely he's being observed. Uh, not very. Alright, uh, he's gonna, like, blink his eyes a couple times, and they're gonna go, like, on, like, LED flashlights. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I would like to make a uh, roll to look closely. Okay, uh, you can look closely with hope, since you and Johan are working together. Sweet. That is a sense, I'm guessing. Yes, it is. And I don't know if this is relevant um, for my read your rights uh, custom. I always know when something magical is nearby and can identify any spell merely by looking at it. Oh, looking at its effects as it happens. When you look closely at magical spell or effect, the overlord will tell you what it does before you ask any questions from the list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you see any. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Hutcha, hutcha, hutcha. Nice. 
Take two highest. Okay. And then add your sense. Um, that is an 11. All right. So that means you get to ask three questions. You also get the one automatic question that is answered of if you see a spell, you will know its effects. All right. So yes, you do see a spell that's happening. It's that fog, it's that smog in the air. It is, the smog is a protective cover that is also, because it's blocking out the sun and everything, it's keeping the people of the town lazy and under control. Oh no. <laughs> uh, and then you have three other questions that you can ask. Yes, there's a there's a list somewhere for that, correct? Right here. Thank you so much. I need Kit to build a wind turbine. I thought I thought you were gonna make little like smaller lean twos that you could shoot out of your gun at the problem. <laughs> That's genius. Uh, Just tiny little lantus with the ball has inside. Alright, first one, let's go with is something hidden around a place? If so, what looks suspicious? The thing that looks the most suspicious here um, is hiding in plain sight, which is that giant drill. Huh? Um, it is, uh, because you already know what the deal with the, the, the smog is. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to just tell you it's the smog. Like, no, it is absolutely the giant drill that is also bel- belching out, uh, that is helping belch out some of the smog. Okay, uh, tell me about this protective smog spell. How could it hurt me? How could it help me? If you all were to recover here, um, which a recovery is specifically, it is a week-long action. While that the fog is in effect, there might be some other consequences. Okay. Um, how can it help you? It really can. <laughs> okay. um, Maybe may in the fact that the people that you're going to interact with are a little bit more lazy and might be just constantly under the effects of despair. Oh, no. I mean, they can't see the sun. Yeah. Sun play a big role in how, human bo- in how bodies work. All right. Um, and for my last question, what will happen if I dissipate the fog barrier? That's a that's a pretty big question. What will happen if you dissipate the fog barrier? We'll probably be noticed. I'd imagine will, that's it, obvious. It will be noticed. That's pretty obvious. The magic will be dissipated. Uh, the not the ma- not the magic is just gone, but mm-hmm. the spell right. will be gone, and the people might recover their senses over time. But again, it will be noticed. Right. Okay. Um, little eyes will, like, power down. Um, and then he'll kind of look up at Johan, his eyes still kind of, like, saucer plates. <laughs> like, Eve, I do think our pet, uh, needs to go oh. to the bathroom. I'm going to go walk him over there. Oh, yes, not a problem. Irving was just telling me the funniest story. Yeah, so, uh... So I had this dog once. Yeah. Yeah, he was a dog. Oh, he's so funny. No, 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 no. He wouldn't stop humping things. It was really annoying. That is quite frightful. I knew someone like that once. So while Kit is crawling around in the tree that Eve is carrying, and uh, <laughs> I broke Sean. I broke it. Eve is distracting this guard. Sean and Johan are going to take a little walk. Or Plink and Johan are going to take a little walk. I thought of the whole idea. Like, 
you can actually weave baskets with pine needles. And I was like, oh, I could just see Kit sitting there just stripping this thing of pine needles and weaving a bunch of fucking rope together out of pine needles. So, Blink, you, uh, you seem distressed. This is really bad. Yes? That smoke's not smoke. I mean, it is smoke, but it's not just smoke. Oh? It's magic. Oh. I assume it's having some effect on the people here? Uh, yeah. I don't think we should stay here very long, um, if at all. It, it, it's bad. That gives me an idea. Um, I want to help these people. But, uh, we shouldn't stay here. So, when the boss arrives, uh, this Steve, I have a plan. Just, um, act armadillo-y and we'll get through this. Alright, um, what is the plan, just so I know? (laughs) We're going to set up a logging camp over that ridge outside of the valley. And we're going to get a bunch of these people to follow us out there. So they're not underneath this curtain fog. Okay, good so far. We're going to spend a week logging and gathering resources and getting to know these people and um, see if we can change some hearts and minds in the process. That is a very admirable and noble goal, and I'm very proud of you. But as soon as they go back under that fog, it's going to be really bad for them. If if that's if this is something we all want to do, and I'm not opposed to it, but that drill is the source of it. If we want to get rid of it, that's got to go. And that's going to be really noticeable. Okay. Okay. So we stage an accident. Thank you all so much for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, why not give us a like, subscribe to the channel on your podcast app of choice, leave a comment, or even a review. It may be a small thing to you, but it helps us in the continued fight against the algorithm. You can follow us on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost, on Facebook at A Pair of Dice Lost Podcasting, and hey, if you like the old fashioned email, why not send a question into, you guessed it, A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. Our theme song for this campaign is Behind the Sword by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2017 under a Creative Commons license. And for making it this far, I think you and me just had a moment. So let's form a bond so we can both roll with hope.